When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No! Listen, I know that I'm a stickler for details. I come from the old school, learn it from my dad, and I know our next guest, Bill Chow's from the old school. I've heard in past places that I've worked that I wasn't that well-liked, because guess what? I held people accountable. And also, guess what? We won! How about that? Details, details, details. Details win. Details lose. Are you winning now? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. We are coming in hot. Your favorite daytime sports talk show. Available in a variety of ways. All across Canada and 31 U.S. states on television. Game Plus TV. (laughs) My mic just fell down. How about that? And uh, on the radio, WQEE Metro Atlanta. We got a lot of those uh, Georgia listeners tuning in today. I love that. What's up in Georgia? Just through there three weeks ago, too. What a beautiful state that is. And, of course, maybe you're listening on the podcast, so it's not live. But it's a football Friday. Not live for you. It's live for everybody else. It is episode number 922 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And we did announce, maybe you just saw the commercial on the break, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, uh, we will be back. Finalized yesterday, March 13th. We'll be broadcasting the first of an eight-week residency at Calgary's entertainment destination. There's more, but for now, uh, that's what we'd like you to know. Eight weeks at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary. How about that? going to be fantastic. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Leading into the CFL season, it couldn't be better. Okay, well, we got NFL. It's our poll question today. We'll get to that. Farhan Lelji, great enough to join us today from the West Coast. Happy Friday, Farhan. Thanks for getting up and joining us, brother. How are things uh, in your world these days? Sunny day, hoping to go for a run. Oh, wait, the Canucks. So dealing with that as well uh, a little bit later today. And uh, big game tonight. Actually, it's not so big because this team's not getting anywhere near the playoffs, but... Uh, Colorado tonight, Edmonton tomorrow, so an interesting back-to-back to to see if it's the last we see of Bruce Boudreau or Bo Horvat or potentially both of them. You never know. Okay, I didn't really want to go right down that road. (laughs) You went there, not me. It's one of just just two games tonight. Colorado at Van, as Farhan said. uh, The other one is Ottawa at Pittsburgh. Um, And by the way, Farhan and I have covered together. World Juniors, now Super Bowl, obviously countless Grey Cups. There's a lot of things, but the Canucks are front and center. And I didn't even know. The Canucks were just through here last weekend at Sunrise. I saw them. The Rick Tockett news broke then that the Canucks had already had a deal with him or were talking to him far ahead. So how ugly is it with the Vancouver Canucks right now? Uh, you know, they're a, they're a national laughingstock, right? Uh, there's no way around it. Just the way the whole thing has gone down, the way the season has gone down, uh, how they've handled the Bruce Boudreaux situation, the medical situation, um, you know, other pieces earlier in the year. It's just not good. I mean, you know, I I kind of expected this thing to, to go a little quietly, you know, that we, we kind of go through this with the Canucks where by the time I come back from uh, Grey Cup or Super Bowl, they've kind of played themselves out of it at that point, you know, and we're, we're talking about other things, but, the fact is, they're, they're lead story type material with what's going on. So disappointing because, you know, you, you expected when Jim Rutherford came in and kind of built out the front office and given his resume that it wouldn't necessarily go down this way. But here we are. So we'll, we'll see. I, I don't think the pain is done quite yet. Probably not even close. And, and it, who's to say that it's going to end? <laughs> like I watched them, Farhan, and you watch them all the time. 
I'm like, they've got good players. Thatcher Demko wasn't playing in net. He was hurt. But there's a lot of talent on that team. And who said it? Good players, bad team. Somebody said that out of Vancouver last week. Well, Jim, Ruther- Jim Rutherford there was a- said we've got some good players, but yeah. we don't necessarily have a good team. And, you know, they, they played the definition of high event hockey, right? Like, uh, I think they've given up five goals 19 times this season. They or Sorry, 20 if you include the Tampa game the other night. So it's uh, they give up a lot of goals, but they score a ton, right? They're in the top 10 in the NHL in scoring. Uh, you know, they've got players like Pedersen and Hughes and Kuzmenko's having a great year. And, you know, there are some others that are capable offensively. Bo Horvat, who's uh, among the NHL goal-scoring leaders. So, um, But defensively, they're just a, an absolute disaster, right? They just don't know how to play in their own end, both the defense and the forwards. They've got to fix the blue line. So there's a lot of problems on that team. But they, they do have some high-end pieces. But the problem is, is that it doesn't necessarily all line up with their organizational goals and timelines. So... They're going to wind up moving on from some of those high-end pieces, right? I, you know, we, we know that Bo Horvat's on the market. There's going to be others like Kuzmenko and, and um, uh, Connor Garland and Brock Besser that are that are going to be on the market. And and uh, maybe even Thatcher Demko. Like, don't rule that out. So it's a tough situation for them right now because they may have to take steps backwards to go forwards. And then how do you look at players like Pedersen and Hughes in the eye and say that's the direction and then hope they stay? So... You know, it's going to be difficult and interesting to see whether or not they can align their their vision and their timelines and execute it. Well, you've been around sports a long time, winning teams and losing teams. And the thing that I see I, that I got off them was culture. And they're a fragile bunch. Yeah. They were just making too many mistakes every night. So how do you fix that? That's the problem. Well, and that's kind of where it starts. You know, we, we had our, our VanCast podcast with Drancer and I last night. We had Frankie Corrado on the show. And I asked him, you know, what are your recollections from when you played for the Canucks for, for those three seasons, right kind of coming out of the best of the Canuck era, right? Like they lose in 2011, win the President's Trophy in 2012, get upset in the first round. And then it starts going downhill, which were kind of the years that Frankie was here. And he said, you know, in the beginning, like when I got there, they did things a certain way, right? They handled things professionally and you knew there was a, a, a way they were going to develop you know there was a way they were going to handle their players you knew the resources they were going to put around them and they just did things the right way to your point about culture and they don't do that anymore and they haven't done that for some time right and i think i think trevor linden wanted to kind of get it back into that direction but you know then then he left and things fell apart between him and ownership and jim benning wasn't capable of creating that and you know we i, I think if you're jim rutherford you, you got to start there. And the problem is, is when you start there, that's an acknowledgement that it's going to take some time because culture takes time to build. You don't just flip it overnight because you've got to demonstrate it to players and then get them to buy in, right? So that's the challenge. It, it takes time to develop culture. and They want to do this quickly, and I'm not sure it can be done quickly. Mm. Bingo, you nailed it. Now, across the street, literally, the BC Lions... Yeah. They're doing it. Somebody said it couldn't be done, Farhan, that it couldn't be done. It's dead. We'll never get those days back. They're coming back. The Nathan Rourke thing doesn't help. But I, I, I put it all on the owner, Amar Doman. This dude is the coolest cat I've seen in some time come down the pipe. What's your read on that organization? Yeah, I think they're headed in the right direction. And I know that everybody wants to point to Nathan Rourke. But, you know, when... They had the concert for the season opener, and a great crowd showed up. It wasn't – nobody knew who Nathan Rourke was at that moment. They knew he was supposed to be the starter, but, you know, the Lions didn't look good in the two preseason games, right? Like, they, they had no idea what that was going to look like. So, uh, you know, and they hit, right? And then uh, it didn't turn instantly, right? But it, it certainly did when you saw the crowd for the Western Final. And, you know, there was a buzz around the team, and there's no doubt that um, – not having Nathan's going to hurt, right? Like he was the unicorn because not only did he come out of nowhere and author this incredible half season, but he was Canadian, right? And that added to it. So I don't think anybody else should be judged by that same metric. I don't think it's fair to judge Vernon Adams uh, along those lines, right? I mean, Vernon's got the ability to be a, to be a good football player and play entertaining football. He was four and two as a starter, and it, you know there were ups and downs because he was a he was a newcomer to the organization and to the offense. So I think he's got the ability to play or, um, entertaining football. I think they're going to build be able to build a good team around him because of what they're not going to have to spend on Nathan, right? Um, and look, obviously, it'd be better for the league and for the team if he was here, but. Uh, that doesn't change who the owner is and what the owner's prepared to do and how he's directly involved and 
you know, the, 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 whether it's the musical events or the, the backyard parties outside in the plaza or all of those kinds of things and the, the commitment he's making to the community, all of those things aren't going to change just because Nathan Rourke's gone. So I think Amar Doman, to your point, is the model owner for this league. And as we look around other markets where there potentially could be ownership changes, whether it's Montreal and, you know, people have differing opinions on Toronto and Calgary and some of these other stops, um, that guy's the blueprint. You're like, I wish he could find three of his friends and put them in all those markets, right? I know. Well, I just hope that the other old way owners don't infect him and turn him. I hope that he rubs off on them. You know what I mean? Totally. And, you know, just yeah, regarding, regarding VA, he is an, a charming, charismatic guy. He's won games. You just mentioned yeah. his record four and yeah. two as a starter. I say, this is what I say, Rick Campbell and Neil McAvoy have proven the ability to, to turn around a franchise. They found Nathan Rourke when nobody else wanted him. Let's be honest about that. Who's to say they can't find the next one or keep this turnaround going? Well, first of all, Ed Hervey drafted Nathan Rourke. However, uh, the other two guys definitely showed a belief in him to give him the keys to the car, and that mattered, right? And when you look at some of the other things they did last year, you talked earlier when we were talking Canucks about culture, and I think Rick Campbell and and uh, Neil McAvoy have been able to help build that culture. And also, you know, two years ago, they they took a chance on a number of young guys, and they dealt with the associated pain. And then a new owner came in and said, okay, look, we're, we're going to buy in, and we're going to allow you to keep doing this, and we're not going to pull the trigger and try to make this happen in a hurry. And then last year they became so much better. They had like 11 or 12 of those guys that were in their second year, right? That they dealt with the pain and those guys got better and it paid dividends for them a year ago, right? So when you have that, now you can start building some continuity. You can start building culture. You can get other people to buy in. And, you know, as we've seen in Winnipeg, it takes time to build. Think of how close Mike O'Shea was to getting fired, right? And, and it didn't happen. And that allowed him to really kind of build and, and create a vision because what happens, you know, we talked about this yesterday. I think I think um, Don Jackson put out a tweet and uh, and Derek Dennis followed it up and and he talked about how coaches and GMs want to treat things like a business, but they want us to treat it like family. And that's a whole bunch of nonsense. Like Don is right; that is happens. That does happen, and it's nonsense because coaches instantly show up to a program and they say, oh, "Family, trust me." That's BS. You have to earn trust. It's not family, right? You have to find a way as a coach. Everybody's in this for themselves. It is business, but can you align those goals? Can you get everybody pointed in the same direction? Don't throw out some lame cliche word like family and expect everybody to buy in, right? It takes time, and those guys were were able to do that because the longer you're there, then you can become family-like because you can believe that everybody's pointed in the same direction. But you can't just throw that out there. It takes time. Uh, Nathan Rourke is a wonderful segue to the NFL. Just the last, not like you haven't spilled a ton of ink on that kid and airtime this year. Are you (laughs) going to miss him, though? Are you going to miss him dealing with him? I'm going to... I'm going to miss being able to go to practice and watch him practice and being able to be on the sidelines and watch him in every game. But, you know, I, I certainly know I'm going to stay in touch with him and I'm going to go down and cover the Jags and I'm going to be uh, paying even closer attention to them, right? I'll, I'm sure I'll be there for the, for his first day of training camp or, or his first preseason game or something like that. So it'll be good to watch his journey. And, and there have been so many people critical of the choice he made or the fact that he went and that he didn't stay longer. And, you know, it's okay to be hurt. It's okay to miss him. It's okay to want to watch him play. Um but I sure hope you don't want to watch. I sure hope you aren't wishing him failure because he doesn't deserve that. And there there were a number of teams interested in him, but all those teams had different circumstances around them. And not every single one of them fit the perfect um, situation for Nate. And, and Jacksonville didn't. Now, Jacksonville hit a lot of the benchmarks, right, from coaching staff to organizational stability to uh, giving him a bonus and really, really caring about him. Um, And he's got an advocate there in Henry Burse and all those things. However, Trevor Lawrence is there, right? So people look at that and say, why would you go to that? But, you know, would you want to go to a place with a bad quarterback situation but a terrible head coach that's about to get fired, no organizational stability, they didn't want to give you a bonus, you're just going to be a camp arm. Like, it didn't all align, but Jacksonville was able to give him most of that. So I think he can go there. We saw 64 quarterbacks start in the NFL this year, Rod, 64. So even even Trevor Lawrence has been on the injury report and listed as questionable for the last month. So who's to say he can't go there over the course of the next two years, have two great 
training camps and preseasons, put a bunch on tape in the preseason. And if Trevor gets hurt, maybe he gets two to four games to play, show that he can play at that level. And now somebody else wants to acquire him in a trade, right? Or, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville gets a head coaching job elsewhere and wants to take Nathan Rourke with him to be a, a 1B and get him that much closer to a starting job, right? Those things can happen. And if you're an organization like Jacksonville and you trade him for, say, a second-round pick, that's found money for Jacksonville. So there is incentive to develop. So I think that um, just because on the surface you look at Trevor Lawrence and think this can't work, it can still turn out well. A lot has to go right. But I think there's a lot of good things around him in that situation. Uh, Farhan, we got about 90 seconds left. I only know you as TSN Farhan. That's where I met you. What did you do before? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, I've been at TSN for 25 years. So uh, before that, yeah. I was at CBC for that old. years. And I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I anchored the weekend news at CBC for two years and also reported on sports and then did radio for a year and before that, I was the sports information director at my alma mater, Simon Fraser University. So I always uh, hold those uh, red, white, and blue colors quite proudly. I think I got a hat right there. Yeah, I know that. Right there. I see that. I don't know. I know that question was out of uh, left field, but I never asked you. I, I never have asked you what I meant to. And how's your boy? Not enough people know his story in 60 seconds. Oh, he, he's good. You know, he's a 14-year-old aspiring quarterback. He had a really good season this past fall uh, playing in the United States. And uh, we he's now play, doing a seven-on-seven in his off-season training. So kid works hard. He's got a lot of high ambitions and, and goals. And, uh, you know, as, as any parent, you, you try to help him through it. Good stuff. Well, all the best with that, uh, with him and yourself. Uh, thanks for the time, Farhan. We'll bump into you soon. All right, buddy. And actually, my daughter rides horses, so if you're from Saskatchewan, you probably appreciate that even more. See you, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Thanks. Farhan Lodge, you got to get that in there. Can't favor one over the other, of course. Quality, quality broadcaster, Farhan Lalji, and an even better person. We'll be back and we'll get to those NFL straight-up picks for Bet Regal right after this. Darren Bombing on the way also from NHL.com Winnipeg. We're live on Game Plus TV, which airs all across BC and Alberta on Channel 924. Sastel Max and Sasky, Channel 427, Bell MTS in Manitoba. We're also live on YouTube and 99.1 FM radio WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. What a wonderful train this has been. Whoa, this football Friday today. Just rolling, rolling. We do have a couple news items out of Calgary. The RP Show will be back at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. This is my favorite music, by the way, on the RP Show that we play. The guys know that. Starting Monday, March 13th, we'll be live at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, an eight-week residency. Your favorite daytime sports talk show will be broadcasting out of there beginning Monday, March 13th. Eight weeks. And the Stampeders making news today. Thank you, Jeff, the Stamps fan, for moving this in and says, uh, breaking news, the kid has moxie. Calgary Stampeders re-signed DB Jonathan Moxie. And Jeff says, check another one off the list. It's a football Friday. We'll get into some NFL and probably some Jets, Leafs with Darren Bombing from NHL.com, Bonfire Sports, 
joining us from Winnipeg. How you doing, Bomber? What's up, bud? Yeah, doing well, Roddy. Hope, hope you are too. What do you got for me today? I'm really curious. <laughs> what are the questions Rob Peterson has for me here in Winnipeg? Well, I know you can handle anything. I guess, how's it going over yeah, in Winnipeg that the Jets got spanked in Toronto last night? Let's suppose that that was a Stanley Cup final preview. Uh, doesn't look good for Winnipeg. What's the take? Yeah, you know, they played well in the first and third period, but they let the second period get away from them. Uh, Austin Matthews' goal, that was just pure filth, right? Like, you know, takes the puck, dances around Mark Shifley at the blue line, walks in and scores with a perfect shot against one of the top goaltenders, maybe the top goaltender in the National Hockey League. Connor Hellebuck uh, voted in by the fans uh, yesterday. Yes. Um, and, and we'll go to the All-Star game along with, with defenseman Josh Morrissey. Winnipeg's been interesting to watch this year. They are a very, very good hockey team. And I think Rick Bonus and him taking over as head coach this season is the main reason why. Um, they, they haven't gone on too many slides this season. Two-game losing streak, three-game losing streak, but that's about it. Entering this road trip, like, started off, it started off on a very, very tough foot. They bumble and fumble to a 4-1 loss in Montreal uh, a couple nights ago, then, you know, uh, really let a period get away from them, and, and an excellent hockey team in Toronto takes control and, and doesn't let go. But prior to that, they'd won eight of their previous nine games, all in regulation, beating a lot of, of, of good teams. I'm, you know, looking at it here, Tampa Bay, Calgary, uh, you know, uh, in Edmonton, which is a, a tough place to play uh, a lot of the time. They've got a lot of good things going for them. Health has been a huge issue this season. They've been without Nikolai Ehlers. He is now back and kind of at a point per game as he was last season but stretches without Blake Wheeler without Nate Schmidt uh, without um, Mason Appleton and uh, a lot of really really good players uh, but they found a way to still make it happen um, but you know this is their longest road trip of the season five games uh, they had one game at home prior to it and three games on the road leading into that so uh, a real stretch away from Canada Life Center here in Winnipeg but all things considered I, I think they are very happy with where they're at. They know what they need to do on a game-to-game -game basis. They can win, uh, you know, a 2-1 game, a grinded-out game. They can win 6-4 or even 8-6, you know, in these, you know, shootout Wild West-type games where it's back and forth the whole time. Uh, they expect to be deep into the playoffs this year. And right now the conversation in Winnipeg is, do they need to add to the defense? Do they need to add to the defense core? Or do they need to add to both when it comes to the trade deadline? They will be buyers. Fun stuff to talk about. Uh, Jeff Cabillas of Winnipeg says, it's called leaving Matthews alone to do the damage. Bad Jets. Bad. Defense has long been a problem there. Uh, our P1s checking in. They're excited that you're on. And I'm going to switch to football right away. So <clears throat> just one more. John Ohm, Ohm says, Darren, can the Jets keep Pierre-Luc Dubois? We need to sign the dude. Can I interject and say, let's worry about the off. Let the people do their job and just enjoy the hockey. That's what I would say. But how would you answer that? Well, let, let's be let's be honest at the landscape here. It's Winnipeg and it's the Jets and it's maybe their best centerman. Him and Mark Shifley, 1A, 1B, rank them how you want. Here, Luke Dubois has taken a step forward this year is still a restricted free agent, will be next season as well, but then he can enter that unrestricted free agency. What is he worth? Well, every game he plays, he's seemingly upping the amount of, of um, you know, uh, leverage that he has of whether he is a $7 million player, $8 million player, $9 million player plus. He is physical. He's tenacious. He draws penalties like nearly nobody in the National Hockey League today, has offensive punch, and he's a 24-year-old centerman. You know, under the age of 25 and you're a centerman, that brings true power forward skill and offensive punch. Um, you know, that's incredibly valuable. I think right now the Winnipeg Jets are, are you know, fans especially looking at that Patrick Line trade to the Columbus Blue Jackets that acquired Pierre-Luc Dubois and saying, 
This is a win. They won the trade as of right now. Jack Roslovic was the other piece in it. You know, uh, he hasn't really panned out to do too much in uh, Columbus yet. But they obviously need to re-sign him. At this point, it's Winnipeg or Montreal. I think that's where Pierre-Luc Dubois' heart is. When they were in Montreal earlier this week, he had a press conference in, uh, you know, uh, launching his new foundation. It's a continuance of Vincent LeCavalier's foundation. And a lot of people in Winnipeg are like, oh boy, okay, you know, he's, he's a year and a half away from unrestricted free agency and he's launching uh, a foundation in Quebec. And, you know, to, to help out underprivileged children and, and, you know, do some good things. He's as good as gone. Well, Vincent LeCavalier did it. He never, you know, he played the majority of his career outside of Montreal. So uh, I don't think the writing is on the wall yet. Uh, Rick Bonus was clear uh, a couple wow. times this year, including just this week, that part of his job was getting Pierre-Luc Dubois to stay in Winnipeg. I think it's honestly job number one for the brass of this organization. I'm going to defer to uh, the Jets to figure that out. Uh, the day-to-day minutia of this kind of stuff, I'll leave it to Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, but I gave John the the uh, the benefit of the question because he watches every day and he's a huge fan. But holy smokes, man. You asked what I had for you. Off the top of your head, Darren, who's your West Division predictions right now in the Canadian Football League for 2023? Well, where are the quarterbacks? That's I'm that's where saying. I look. Yeah. So who will Saskatchewan's quarterback be? Will it be Dane Evans? Will it be Bo Levi Mitchell? I think that changes, um, you know, their ability to compete in the West. Incredibly talented. I, I'm impressed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on paper. Is their new offensive coordinator going to be able to get it done? Are they going to be able to solidify an incredibly shaky offensive line? Uh has Dave Dickinson, or pardon me, has has Craig Dickinson lost this room? Has Jeremy O'Day lost the room, the organization, the players, the staff members, all of it? Uh, it's going to be a very fascinating uh, 2023 in Saskatchewan. But right now, um, plain and simple, I look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as the team to beat. And that's objectively speaking. Anybody that follows my CFL coverage knows I don't take favorites. So what are your West Division prediction as we sit here? To, do you not want to answer or? Well, I, I think it's Winnipeg's division to lose. I still like Calgary a lot. I think BC, if Vernon Adams yeah. Jr. can get on a page with their offensive coordinator, uh, they'll be good as well. I think Edmonton still needs a year or two uh, to, to get there. And I think Saskatchewan is, um, you know, still a team that, that is on the outside looking in, especially when it comes to the top two or three teams. So I got Winnipeg, Calgary, BC, then Saskatchewan and Edmonton. That's, that's the way I see the West. Uh, thank you for that. And I wrote it down, but trust me, DB, I'm not going to hold you to it. It's just fun. You like, write it down. Listen, we're sitting here. <laughs> well, I did write it down, but I don't want, like, again, I don't, nobody's ever going to come back and look to what Darren Bombing said on January 20th. I, nobody rem- and when I say that, nobody remembers my predictions either in the offseason. I have to remind people of them, whether they're right or wrong. But I guess this is the one thing. You are a football first guy. There's no doubt about that. And we're on the air in a lot of places, but we have a lot of viewers uh, in Winnipeg. You know that. You must hear that. What the CFL's missing, I mean, last week the CFL winter meetings were in uh, Kananaskis, and it was awesome. We saw these articles coming out and stuff. Not much this week. Not much. And if they want to sell tickets, this to me is when people are buying tickets. This is when they're making the decision to buy their season tickets. They're picking out the games. And this is the one thing that I feel the league has always missed. Because the NFL, now I'm living in an NFL market. It's all day, every day Dolphins. Where you are, all day, every day Jets. In Calgary, all day, every day Flames. And I just feel like the CFL could do a little more. This isn't a criticism at the head office or anything like that. But we didn't, there's not much going on. 
I mean, the CFL, um, you know, and I do a lot of work for the CFL uh, on, a, on a contract basis throughout the year and, you know, doing podcasts and, and video hits and analysis for them um, and, and really enjoy it. They, they have a great office of people that work incredibly hard and, and they do a lot of, of great coverage of the league. And I'm proud to be part of that team. Um, but in my opinion, the marketing direction maybe needs to change it's an it's a tough time when you look at the audience diversion in the canadian football league you have that fan base that is getting a little bit older i I look at my youtube metrics and I, i see that you know the 45 to 65 is the bread and butter then you also have this young demographic that knows it's a lot easier to bet if you want to throw some cash down on the nfl or on the cfl uh, if you want to make money, betting NHL is incredibly difficult. It, it's hard, you know. It's 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 not an easy thing to do. Um, so, how do you balance appealing to that new younger fan base and the direction that they go with digital media, sports betting, all of that stuff, social media, and the rest, with this older fan base that you know appreciates the CFL and loves the CFL for what it has been through their entire life. Um, I don't know. Genius sports, it, it's always the thing that Commissioner Randy Ambrosi mentions as them being, uh, you know, a, 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 a facet of, of marketing and, and data collection and the rest that can help them in these areas. We'll, we'll see what 2023 brings, but I think it still leaves a, a lot of fans wanting and a lot of could be fans unaware. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> anytime. <laughs> When you talk about these things, people immediately get defensive. And I wasn't sitting here criticizing the CFL in any regard. What I'm saying is what would help is it being talked about daily in Canada because it's not. Um, It's like saying, Rod, you would benefit from going to the gym three hours a day and working out. I know, but I'm not going to. And I didn't ask for your help. (laughs) Maybe that's where we're at, you know, with the CFL. But I'm like... The commissioner came on last week. Jason Maz last week. Nathan Rourke this week. That's all that I'm saying. And the, here's the thing. The CFL reached out and said, can we get these guys on? So they're, they're doing all the right things. What I'm saying is for the betting, it's information, it's hype. That's all. You know? And uh, these other leagues, certainly the, in the Canadian markets, the NHL has it in spades. But... Uh, not so much the CFL. And by the way, I wear CFL stuff all the time around here in southeastern this area. And people, oh, oh Doug Flutie. Oh, my cousin played in the CFL. Like, it's, it's a football state, <laughs> right? So they all know about it. Anyways, real quickly, because you are a football guy, just winners and losers. And again, I'm not going to hold you to this, but an NFL divisional playoff weekend, Jacksonville to Kansas City, who do you like to win? Yeah, I got Kansas City in that game. Um, Ooh, the, yes. the only up- yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's oh, one of the safest ahead. ones. Okay, yeah, no, I, I think New York Giants. Yeah, I'll New just York say Giants at Philadelphia. Yeah, I like Philadelphia in that game too. Uh, I, I like the favorites. I think Cincinnati can win. I think that if, if I had to take an underdog to win in this round, I would take Cincinnati. Buffalo. Is a good football club, obviously. They won the division, but you know, Cincinnati just seems to be a much more consistent team. I think they're younger and more dangerous in a lot of ways. Look what happened with Buffalo last week. They they came away with this nice big healthy lead and they nearly let it slip between their fingers. No doubt there'll be a lot of um, you know, emotion charged with Buffalo facing Cincinnati once again and all of that. But uh, if anybody's going to be an underdog and win this week, I see it as the Cincinnati Bengals. Good stuff. Darren, enjoy the games. Appreciate the time as always. Anytime, Roddy. Good talking to you, man. Be good. Darren Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports and NHL.com. The Moose rejoins for the next two segments. We're live on Game Plus TV with a football Friday, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and 99.1 WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. 
time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. And welcome back, everybody. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show. Let's have some fun. Put it on blast, as they say. Bring in uh, the moose. Darren Moose DuPont, he is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle right now. Moose, you probably don't want to hear this. You want to know the weather conditions here right now in South Florida? Do you want to know? You probably don't. Oh, boy, tell me. You wouldn't even believe it. It's 28 degrees Celsius right now. Uh, Partly cloudy. 28, dude. Perfect. That's a good day in July. In the Canadian prairies. Uh, and with the humidity, it feels like 29. In yeah, Fahrenheit, uh, that's 83. Uh, 83, Jim. So, yeah. It's like uh, cracked a little bit of a leak in here a little bit. And I just, it's good. It's all good. What have you been up to? You know, it, it's funny. Just taking a couple of calls and, and uh, doing a few things in a little bit of a break and, and keeping one ear on the show. But... Uh, You know, getting ready for the weekend, you're getting me thinking more and more now about these NFL games. You know, I kind of was thinking about it a little bit leading up this week. But today, it feels like, okay, this is really happening. This is happening this weekend, and it's go time. The poll question for Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center pertains to exactly that, which is the game of the weekend in the NFL. The boys came up with that because I missed the morning meeting uh, today. Is it Jaguars, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles? Bengals, Bills, or Cowboys 49ers. And I might have been surprised. I'm surprised. I am. That it's the Bengals and Bills leading, at least on Twitter, last I saw. And I'm, are they still on YouTube, Clark? I, I'm sure they are. 43%. That's a lot. Are going to be tuned in for the Bengals and the Buffaloes. Uh, Buffaloes. Why do I keep saying it? The Bills. <laughs> How about that? And I wonder, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Is that because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year and everybody loves Joe Burrow? Is it because Buffalo is in a way, in a way, Canada's team? Because as we discovered earlier, we didn't discover, but we talked about it earlier. This show is uh, produced out of Toronto, Game Plus Studios there, downtown Toronto, which they're a big Bills town. Why do you, why do you think it's Bengals Bills? I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I think they've become, you know, a real two of the big viewing audiences in the National Football League. The Bills, kind of a favorite. Now they're up there with Kansas City as teams that we see more of or more familiar with now. Um, The DeMar Hamlin situation plays a big part into that, right? It's the first time these two teams are basically playing the same game, right? Um, So there's that. There's a lot of storylines. Joe Burrow, there's a lot of stars Bengals were just in the Super Bowl. So I think when you look at storylines and teams and things like that, I think really um, I'm not surprised, but I, I would imagine that it would be the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, a close number two. I want to mention something just from the viewers here. Um, with back to that Canadian Football League talk for a second. The easiest thing, we talk about it all the time. Believe it or not, we do have strategic meetings, and the easiest thing for me to do would be to sit and talk about the Canadian Football League for two hours every day because it's what I know the best. I've had to step out of my comfort zone to relearn hockey in the National Hockey League the last couple of years. It's been fun. NFL, too, and then college football's been a lot of fun. When I say that what the Canadian Football League is missing is daily hype and talk, I know people get upset in the CFL. It's not a criticism. It's that Seinfeld episode, which you don't watch, but trust me when I say, that's a nice sweater. What, you don't like my other sweaters? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm not, I'm just saying what would help is those daily interviews, because the Nathan Rourke interview, even the Ambrosi interview, they just kind of make you feel warm and fuzzy, or at least they did to me. And uh, Darren Bombing brought up the betting. Randy in Winnipeg says, betting is tough for the CFL when you have only three or four games a week on different days. Jeff the Stams fan says, Calgary has been beautiful since Christmas Eve, but not Florida beautiful. No, it's, it's deadly. I quite often get asked, why Florida? And I say, have you ever been to Florida? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but back to these NFL games. 
By the way, Jeff the Stamps fan said, is it true Sean Payton used to play for the Ottawa Rough Riders? Yes, he did in 1987. Back to these NFL games. Okay, we got the betting lines. We did deal or no deal the other day. We're going to do straight up right now for our exclusive betting partner and sportsbook bet Regal Moose. My straight up picks, forget about the lines. Jacksonville to Kansas City is the first game of the weekend, Saturday afternoon. I got the Chiefs to win at home. New York Giants at Philadelphia, Saturday night, Eagles to win at the link. And then the upsets will happen on Sunday. Start spreading the news. Write it down. The Cincinnati Bengals going to win at Buffalo. And the Dallas Cowboys are going to win at San Francisco. As I said earlier, that first win, playoff win a lot of times, is the toughest to get. And then you roll from there. And I'd like to, well, it didn't look tough for the Cowboys the other night in Tampa Bay, but that's what I think is going to happen. So a Dallas-Philadelphia NFC championship, which incidentally I believe the Eagles will win. And a Cincinnati-Kansas City AFC championship again. Those are my picks. Do you want to go straight up and forget about the spread? Yeah, and, and I, you know, when you asked me about it earlier in the show, I had exactly what you did for straight up, except I have San Francisco over Dallas, straight up. So we're, we're there on the other three. That's where we differ, and uh, it'll be fun to see what happens this weekend, but both straight up on the money line and versus the spread, um, which we did yesterday. So it's going to be fun. I really wish I could get together with you to watch these games. I really do, Moose, because um, it's so much Me fun. Too. But there will be other times. There will be other times, and we'll be doing it at our haunts in Calgary, the Shark Club, the Gray Eagle Stage Bar. There's plenty of time to do that moving ahead. Just not this weekend. Okay. Overtime is next, everybody. Viewer takeover. Let's end the week strong. 902-518-3033, the number to text. You can write it on YouTube, tweet us, Facebook us, whatever you all do. We're live on YouTube, Game Plus TV, and 99.1 WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the balmy studio, as we said. Can we bring the moose back in for overtime? And as I said, love let's have some fun. I love this thing so much. You got to get one of these things, man. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got to get you one of the. I don't think I think I'm gonna wear it around all weekend, um, everywhere. But let me say this, Moose, uh, to the viewers: What do you want to talk about here in viewer takeover? That's the way we intended it to be, and let's make it that. Bet Regal is just so darn cool. Did I invite people to sign up this weekend at betregal.ca, create an account, and start betting? Um, I'm watching too much of the series Ray Donovan because I'm starting to talk like Mickey Donovan, the character played <laughs> by John Voight. Do you, do you remember that? You said you watched a little bit of it. Yeah, but you know what? You can be Mickey and I can be Ray, you know, and we can... I don't know if I have the Ray Donovan personality down. I'm kind of the opposite uh, of Ray. Get it down. But I can get into it. Yeah. I think I it would benefit it. you to be more like Ray Donovan, Moose. Walking in and <laughs> kicking people in the face and, you know... I do, uh, I do need to be more of an ass kicker. You are completely yeah. right. From Ryan O'Radio, another great show with King Rod and Top Gun. Do you have your aviator shades handy? Do you have them close? No. They're in the next room. Okay. Okay. Boy, we got a lot of time in this segment, by the way, like eight minutes. So whatever you all want to talk about, fire it our way. Uh, breaking news. I'm very excited about this. I think, hey, I think we're finally going to be able to go to a, um, where is it, NHL game together here. From the Florida Panthers, they just emailed me for immediate release. 
The Florida Panthers will host Military Appreciation Night presented by City Furniture Saturday, January 21st when the Panthers host the Minnesota Wild. Panthers celebrating the 10th season anniversary of Heroes Among Us. Presented by City Furniture, a beloved in-game program that has honored more than 350 military veterans since its inception in 2013. We don't do enough of that in Canada. Uh, and there's a, there's a vibe going on here. Panthers are on a roll. We got the All-Star Game coming up February 3rd and 4th. They've announced all kinds of festivities in and around the arena and the city of Sunrise. So it's going to be great. From Jeff Gordon in Regina, he says, how about them Oilers? Refing was sketchy, but an entertaining game. Well, we covered that earlier at length, by the way. John Ohm says all Rod needs is a golden crown and shoes, baby. I still haven't found out where you would go to get a crown other than Burger King, but we're working it, on it. It's coming. Yeah. They oh, really? Told me they found one? They found one. Yeah, they found one. It needs to fit the part and be pretty substantial, so uh, I think you're going to be impressed. It won't be made out of cardboard. I get what you're saying. Hot damn! Where's Tom Brady going to be playing next year, Moose? I'm on the spot. I'll go 50-50 Miami or Tennessee. Hot take. Those are my two choices right now. Okay. But this is going to change on a daily basis. I feel like we might need to introduce a new segment here. And we can't call it rapid fire because everybody does. What would we call it? We would just come up with like 10 questions. I'd just lob them one timers. Like a batting, like a botting. Yeah. I was going to say like a batting cage, but one timers would work. Jeff Cabello says, enjoy the divisional games this weekend, all. Jen from the Four Seasons says, Vegas. I, I, all these owners are the same. We talk about it all the time. They all think they get whatever they want, but they don't. They don't. If that was the case, Daniel Snyder would win a Super Bowl every year. Like, you know, they don't always get what they want, but they, they like to brag, I always get what I want. I've seen it. So it might become a battle between Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, and Stephen Ross, the Dolphins owner, and who owns the Titans? Uh, it's that lady, isn't Amy it? Adams Strunk. It's the Strunk family. Right, right. She's the matriarch of the Strunk yeah. family. The Titans, eh? When did they enter the chat? A little while ago, actually, before Tom went to Tampa, they were in the conversation. The, the great relationship Tom has with Mike Vrabel and the immense respect that they have for each other. Um, the culture in Tennessee is pretty strong. Um, that's, that's always been a question. They decided to go with Ryan Tannehill and save the dollars. Um, and it worked out okay. I mean, Tennessee had some good years. They finished first in the AFC, a couple playoff wins, just weren't able to get over the hump. More question marks the quarterback for Tennessee again. So now the names, Aaron Rodgers. They talk about him having a home in Nashville. Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel's relationship, right? Derek Carr. All these names are being resurfaced as potential landing spots, but they have to decide what they're going to do with the guys they have. <laughs> Thanks. One-timers. Jen from the Four Seasons says, Sorry, Roddy, but I can't take the Cowboys. I have zero faith in McCarthy to win. You don't have to because you're a Packers fan. I have to cheer for them. I'm in that funk. What, el what else am I going to do? And I thank Serena a lot because she said, you'll cheer for the Cowboys because you're a dyed-in-the-wool Cowboys, true blue Cowboys fan. And she was right because I was deliberating between Tom Brady versus the Cowboys, but I'm a Cowboys fan. I was a Cowboys fan first. I got I to gotta cheer for him. McCarthy will probably screw it up, but what am, what am I going to do? Cheer for San Francisco? I have to. Next one-timer. Blink. Yeah. Where's, where's, yeah. where's Aaron Rodgers play next year, speaking of? Yeah, to me, it's Tennessee or Vegas. David in Winnipeg, watching on Game Plus TV, says, which is the worst tire fire of an organization, the Canucks or the Coyotes? That, folks, is like choosing between carcinoma and melanoma. Which would you rather have? I had to think oh, about that for no. a second. 
I'm serious. David in Winnipeg has just sent me a gif of the Burger King riding a, uh, <laughs> riding something. Everybody's having a lot of fun. Brad Klein has texted in from Swifty. He says, sold out in Swift Current. Go Broncos. Signed, ha ha, Brad and Swifty. Yeah, Connor Bedard in God's team rolls into Swifty tonight at the iplex last minute of play in the rp show mm, from jim jim wagner and balgoni says the rapid fire question time should be called hot take you already have the rick reagan snip <laughs> hot take. yeah we all we all pull together hey we all pull together oh yeah Isn't it fantastic coming up with these things That's we'll get great. a sponsor for it hot take for burger king can we get on it Okay, I got to get up and out of this chair. I my back is killing me. I'm looking forward to the weekend, Moose. What do you got? You want to say something? Yeah, tomorrow hockey day in Canada. So nice. You've got the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, the Leafs, the Habs, all in action. So enjoy that and football on Sunday. Great work, Clark, Jordan, the entire IKS crew. Thank you, everybody. Ryan O'Radio, the boys and gals at Game Plus in Toronto. We'll see you Monday. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>